we've been um, we've been in a, a series just in in January where we've been just looking at um, what God is doing in the city, and so we've looked. You know, last week as as Rich joined us from St Aidan's and looked at what God was doing elsewhere. We've uh, you know looked at um, how God is using us in our in the homes and family life. How God is using us to reach out. Uh, to impact the city, and so, um, and, and really, this that that verse, you know, as, as Jesus speaks to the crowd and, and says, actually, this, you're the light of the world. Actually, what does it look like for us to shine our light uh, in the places that we go, um, and and really raise our expectation that God uh, can use us? And so, this morning, um, we normally uh, we normally at Jubilee have uh, someone come in and bring in uh, a preach from God's word, but um, just. It's part of this series, we want to do something a little bit different today, and so uh, I'd love you to welcome um, Luke, who's going to come and join us. Do you want to come and join us now? Give Luke a really big round of applause. Because I just wanted to, um, us to hear a little bit from Luke, and, and, and really hear, I'm going to sit because we're going to be here for a while, so um, really hear a little bit about Luke's story and what, how God is using Luke uh, in the... As I believe it's going to give us, uh, it's going to stare us, it's going to uh, really challenge us about how God can use us in what, uh, in our uh, week and how we honor God with our time. And so it's great to have you, Luke. Thanks, Dan. Um, Hello. Why don't you just tell everyone a little bit, introduce yourself, tell a little bit about who you are and yeah, a little bit about yourself. Hi, buddy. So first of all, it's a real pleasure to be here. Such an honor to, to be here and uh, thanks, Dan, for asking me to come. Um, so yeah, my name's Luke, uh, Luke Thornton. I'm a Christian business owner in the, the heart of Hull. So my business is based on the marina. Um, has anybody seen or heard of the building called C4DI before? Yeah, so it's just opposite the deep. The deep's like, you know, we know the deep is right, pointing this way. But the building pointing the opposite way in, in like that direction is uh, that's like a tech hub, basically. And um, that's where I'm based. Um, so in terms of my background, so I'm... Some you may not notice, um, I'm from Hull, born in Hull, and I've uh, been in Hull ever since, really. Um, and, yeah, I've mainly been a, well, I've been an atheist, um, agnostic, most of my life. And um, just about three and a half years ago, um, that all changed. So, yeah. You, you've got to tell us a little bit about that, then. <laughs> yeah, so God's always been right on my agenda, if you like. And, but I was on the other side, essentially. So, particularly in the age of the new atheists, so... Uh, Richard Dawkins, Chris Hitchin, Sam Harris, Daniel Dennett, the, like, the four apocalypse, uh, four horsemen of the, uh, the atheist movement kind of thing, the new atheist movement. I was always on their side, mainly because I was born into a secular family in a secular world, in a secular city, as we are, really. And um, so for me, I was always like, well, where's God? I can't see God. This is, what are we talking about here? This is crazy. Science is the truth, right? That's where, where it's at. And um, even you know, throughout school was always the kind of person like put my hand up in RE and going back and forth with the RE teacher. He was a great guy called Mr. Napton who sadly passed away now. But he was actually a priest as well, so he knew his stuff. And uh, I was always got back and forth with him. But he always used to speak into my life with, with love and kindness and, you know, be very um, gracious with how he took my um, attacks, basically, in a, in a, you know, intellectual, like, friendly way as teenagers do. And over time... Um, at university, I was just a book with people who were, you know, of faith, asking them, you know, questions about it. And when I didn't get an answer, which I thought was satisfying, I was just a, you know, book a bit deep, really. So it was quite like, um, I'd say, fairly aggressive in many ways, with the way in which I, I went across that. Um, but always with love, with love, I suppose. 
And because um, I was just always like C.S. Lewis says, God is either of, signif- of, of all importance and significance or none at all, basically. And I kind of believe that's true, really. And um, over time, there was m- not really many um, good speakers on the, the Christian side online, which is basically what was happening at the time. So when I was about 16, 17, that's when YouTube and all these kind of things were really picking up. And I was like, all the people who are winning are on the other side of the debate. And, um, but then fast forward a couple of years, and I started to find good Christian philosophers and apologists defending faith, basically. And I was like, wait a minute, they've got a point. Like, what's going on? It really put a massive like, um, crack in my belief system. And, um, and that was kind of like the beginning of the, the unwinding of, of what I believed, essentially. And fast forward a couple of years, reading many books. Because the thing is, when you, if you're driving in one direction, like 100 miles an hour, i.e. atheism and naturalism, right? And then you can't just turn around like that, short of like an absolute miracle. And I was, and I, yeah, really, so I kind of like began to slow down going in that direction. It kind of slowly started to turn, if you like. And along the way, you know, God used various people in set situations to kind of like help prod me. And um, yeah, so I was very open to it. I was kind of like, oh, all my life I was been searching for truth, basically. So wherever that took me, I was willing to be a Jew. I was looking at like synagogues in the area. I was willing to be a Muslim. I was willing to be anything because I've realized that God must exist. The universe came into existence. How would that happen? It can't have been just an accident or whatever. And, um, and then somebody at C4DR actually, again, in the workplace, invited me. And as, as I'm sure you're all aware, if you've ever been invited somewhere, it's quite powerful, isn't it? It's more than just like a, you look on like, oh, that could be all right. But when someone actually goes, I'd like to invite you to this, it's very powerful. And uh, I learned a lot from that in terms of my own walk as well. And I was like, okay, I'll come to this Alpha course you're inviting me to. And went there to, to um, the whole Vineyard Church. And um, I was like, oh, wow, these people aren't that weird, actually. They're actually fairly normal. These Christians are all the, all the weirdos I thought they were going to be. And, uh, so we'll stop there. That's fine. Thanks, Luke. Um, <laughs> yeah. So go but, to Alpha. So, and, yeah, so, so we, we run Alpha courses. Oh, nice, nice. So, but for some people, they've maybe never been on one. What, what's, what happens at an Alpha course? Yes, Alpha courses are incredible, really. It's all around like hospitality, so being loving, loving our neighbor, bringing people in, inviting people. And essentially, it's a, a, a time and space to ask big questions all around, you know, the, the existence and the historicity of God, basically, in Jesus, ultimately. And um, you don't have to become a Christian. It's not like a, you know, meat, a meat grinder where you've got to be a Jesus follower at the end. But it's that, and that's what you need, really, I think, for, you know, people to just kind of, like, ask questions. And there are people in there, like, you know, asking all kinds of questions, and I was one of them. And... Um, and I was always overturning these rocks, and every time I had this objection, I was like, oh, all right, that's pointing to, pointing to Jesus. And every other time, I was like, man, this is getting tough. I mean, this is boxed into this corner. And um, eventually, uh, somebody challenged me, like, look, look, you've all these questions. And this person was a, a believer for a long time. Well, I've still got questions, but ultimately, we've got to make a decision. And um, so along the, along the time, I was challenged, and then I said yes, basically, and that changed my life forever. The day after, I stopped swearing like that, which was pretty wild. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and, um, yeah, there's uh, quite a few other things over the years. This was about three and a half, four years ago um, now. And, uh, yes, ultimately, it's a, it's a really good opportunity for people to be invited to and to walk through with other Christians 
because of course, just like with everybody here, you know, our character and who we are is the only Bible many people will ever read. And I found that really interesting because all these people who were, you know, gracious and listening, they weren't, so for example, if you're on a table at Alpha, I'm, say, say for example, I'm the person who's asking the questions, i.e. the person who's been invited to it. The other person might just be there just to listen, really, just to be a sounding board. They don't have to go, oh, well, this is why, this is why, because sometimes you just need to kind of vent, really, or just, like, get it out. And when that other person is very gracious with you, it can be really powerful. And so, you know, three and a half years ago, Alpha Course chose to follow Jesus. And obviously, you know, your, your life is heading in, in one way. Like, what, what difference has that, has that made? Like, how has that changed you? Yeah, good question. So it changed everything, really. And before, like, I kind of accepted that there was no actual meaning to life because in the absence of, like, eternity or any God, life's just life. We're here, disappear, and that's it. So kind of along the years, I was always really digging deep into that. I was like, what's the point? No matter what I do, I could be the greatest philanthropist on earth or I could be doing nothing, and it wouldn't make a difference in on the eternal view, as soon as we're all dust, it doesn't matter basically. But when I chose uh, to, you know, to, to say yes, and to come to faith and believe in Jesus the Lord, um, everything changed, to be honest, Dan, because suddenly there's this meaning behind what I'm doing. Um, I've got opportunity to do my task, why I'm here, if you like, to be a good, good disciple and a good um, steward of what I'm doing. And um, yes, yeah, so everything changed, really. It really made me think about how I'm, I'm, you know, my, what I'm doing in life and where my priorities are as well. And even like how, you know, the ethics of doing business with certain brands or companies to you know, doing good work as well, which I think is really important because we're an ambassador for God here on earth. We're image bearers, right? So I've got to represent, you know, I can't just turn up and then be, you know, doing all these, um, you know, questionable things. Obviously, we're still, you know, we're still humans at the end of the day and we've still got a lot of work to do, but... Um, yeah, it really put a big, um, it changed my perspective massively, really. Um, yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, when people become Christians, it can be easy to think, well, okay, now my life, you know, I'm following Jesus. I have to, you know, certain things, of course, might change in our lives, but actually those, those, some of those stuff that was on our heart before we became a Christian, some of the passions, some of the gifts, some of the abilities we've got, that, you know, they don't suddenly change. You know, if you're you know, if a, you're a, a, a joiner, you don't suddenly become a Christian, oh, I can only make crosses now. Yeah. Or like, you know, if you're a fashion designer, what? I can only make <laughs> cheesy Christian t-shirts. You know, so, yeah. so for you, like, your, you know, you, the skills, what, so from a business point of view, tell us a little bit about, like, how you outwork the gifts that God has given you. Tell us a little bit about your business. This isn't a sales pitch, although you will find them on social media. Yeah, if you want to do some really good uh, marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, ultimately, you know, we all here have different talents, abilities, and desires, right, for, for our lives. And that's, that's great because ultimately the church, that's what the church needs. It doesn't need all of one particular type of person. We're all, you know, here for a reason, right, in terms of our, our gifts and how we can touch and then our, our culture and um, bring the kingdom. And um, so ultimately what I kind of looked at, I was like, all right, I've got, I've got some talents and abilities here, and then this is where the opportunities are in the marketplace, you know, like the, you know, worldwide or whatever, and um, I know in the current time as well, and I've got these other things which I'm not really that good at. So ultimately I thought, right, here's all the opportunity where I think things are going. Basically when I started doing it, it was all around marketing, so photography, video, 
um, and like bringing brands to life, really, really, and telling the story in the in the modern age. And I was like, right, well, this seems like what I love doing. I want to do what I love. I love what I do. I like, Sounds pretty good. So started on that journey. Really, I actually did a, a building surveying degree in construction. It's basically engineering, to be honest. And um, but I just bent all the boats at the end of the day. I, it's, you know, I'm not sure if you've heard of that term, but essentially when I think it was the Romans or so. I mean, just some warriors, basically. They, they landed on an island, and then they, they walk down, and then the um, person in command turns around, and the boats are on fire, basically. And he's like, right, you've got no other choice but to, to win this battle. And they're like, okay. So that makes things serious, really. So I kind of made that decision. I was in my, my room, and I'm looking out, and they're like, I'm not doing it. I'm not pursuing. Um, it was quite bold, bold at the time, but... Um, I didn't know where I was going to lead, to be honest, but I thought, right, I'm not doing that because it's going to erode my soul, basically, even though at the time I didn't believe in a soul. <laughs> but, um, and then that led um, to where I am today, really. So today I've got um, employees in a great office, and we do work with all kinds of businesses in and around Hull, up and down the UK, um, serving their needs, really. And, um, yeah, so it's a um, big responsibility, but like, like I kind of mentioned before, it's um, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's, it's God's business, and I'm just here stewarding it, really. So, on that, and, and do check out Influence Media. Yeah, that's the one. Influence Media. You don't have to buy anything, but they're, uh, if you want it. They do some incredible <laughs> videos. They're well worth it. They, they are brilliant at what they do. And, um, but for you, so what, you know, what does it look like then for you to, to live out your faith in that setting, in a workplace, with employees, with colleagues? What does that look like? Right. So, it, it'll be different for all of us, but for, for, for me... It's about, yeah, being that ambassador um, here on earth and ultimately the character is, is huge, really. So how I work with my employees or great people um, is, is important. How I, you know, work with them, how I chat with them, meet with them, um, speak into the life or ask them how they're doing. Just, and actually genuinely doing it as well, not just doing it to tick a box kind of thing, but actually having the heart to want to be able to um, yeah, do good in, in the workplace, really. So it's um, working with them well. Then it's doing uh, good work with clients as well, because, of course, I want to make sure that this is, you know, quality work that we can be proud of and that, you know, it, that word gets around, basically. If you do good work, ultimately, word will get around over time. And um, so I always make sure we're, we're pushing the boundaries with, with what we're doing. I'm always asking for prompting from the Holy Spirit to... You know, what's next? What can I do? How can I serve these people? Um, and I think along many times, it's having genuine relationship with people, which over time, you can't really fake. And people then may ask, you know, when they've got that challenging situation, um, and they know you're a, a Christian, um, they might call upon you. And that, that you know, all that relationship might lead up to that one point in three years' time, ten years' time, whatever it is. And that's why, you know, the purpose behind that, that whole thing, really, so it's trying to be in a, a good witness um, with clients as well, and particularly in the business setting, um, some of those people are very secularized in the, in the business world, I've found, and um, some of them have like a hostile view to Christianity, some are kind of like people of peace, some are just like apathetic, and it's walking with them, and um, every now and then just like revealing a bit of, you know, what you're about to... The classic is, you know, wait until the weekend and I'm going to church on the weekend and then that could unravel a uh, conversation or I'm doing this on a home group night or something like that. And, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of being transparent and um, 
doing doing as, as best we can really um, and you know praying into our own situation because it might look different for, for everybody really but if answer the question yeah that's great and because I think we you know last week we were talking about um, you know parents and foster carers and we we're talking about actually how they make space in their day just to in, even in the busyness, to be aware of what God's doing. So, you know, you talked about the Holy Spirit promptings. Like, actually, how, how do you think we make space for God? You know, busy jobs, busy demands. It's not as simple as just, okay, I'm going to go off and have an hour in a prayer room. Actually, what does that look like to be aware of what the Holy Spirit is prompting you and, and where God is calling you to, to be? Like, what does that look like for you? How do you think we make space for that? Yeah, so that's a good question. Like many of us, uh, you know, live busy lives, and um, also, you know, many of us can get lost in the like um, the midst of um, mundanity as well. Like, you know, it's just regular day and all this kind of thing. That's something I'm always challenged by. However, the way I kind of do it is so first thing in the morning, um, my my aim, to always succeed, but I try to do it more than often than not, is to just pray for a minute or two, whatever that looks like. It could be a minute, it could be five minutes whatever it is. If I don't have a chance, I'm doing it in the car on the way to work, or I'm doing it in the gym, or whatever it is. And um, so I always make sure to, to, to pray, um, you know, honestly to, to God and like pour out my heart or ask for, you know, for, for guidance in that way. And it doesn't have to be, I think ultimately, you know, as long as we're doing it um, from the right place, um, I think that's the main thing. You know, of course, we don't want to make it too um, like litigious, if you like. But um, yeah, that might look, ultimately, it's following our conscience with that and um, doing what we need to do, regardless of if it's convenient or inconvenient, because ultimately, you know, that's, we're not here to have the most convenient, comfortable life at the end of the day. And um, if God exists and we believe that, then, you know, we need to put our priorities um, in that way. And that could, like, if you've, you're a parent, that could look like praying with your children as well. I, I, I'm not a parent myself, but, um, you know, I think praying with your children or could be fine. Finding a way, really, and asking God for, for that op- option and that answer. Um, yeah, I think that's ultimately we all have lead different lives and there's a way and it's just finding that really and if we're committed to that, to doing, you know, um, to, to praying, to asking for the Holy Spirit to prompt us, that'll show up in your life and then maybe that, your, um, that test for you could be your testimony for, to help other people do that. So it's having that, you know, that bigger view of well as like, but this might help somebody else as well. Right. And we've, you know, we're talking about the workplace and, and you know you, you shared about your job and actually for the when we talk about work and actually that looks like a, a, different things for different people you know so some people actually that you know the work is that they're able to you know volunteer here and we had a few weeks ago around social action and, and the volunteers are able to give their time last week hearing about uh, people who are full-time carers we know that for some people um you know the the work you know re- retired or not able to work for whatever reason. Um, so as we talk about work, we're not talking about sort of a sort of a nine to five, going to the office, going to the job, getting a, a paycheck at the end of the month, but um, actually something much bigger. And so with that in mind, kind of, I guess, why is, why, why for you, why is work important? Why, what, what, why, why do we work? Yeah, that's a good question. And ultimately, how we meet with the culture will be by different means and of course many people are in the workforce right and a lot of those people are just regular people just just like us and it's it's a really good way to to engage with with people from all different walks of life because of course in my particular work there's people from all different 
walks of life, from all different cultures, faiths, and, and so on. And um, yeah, it's a way where we can meet people. I think, you know, there's some people who might, you know, um, just meet Christians all the time. And that's fine, you know, we can be defined via that. But also, we're also here to go out, right, and to, to meet with people. And um, so, yeah, a book on this kind of general topic, which I, I really enjoyed, um, was John, um, called Garden City by John Mark Hermer. And ultimately, it kind of puts the perspective on, you know, if you want to be in, in ministry kind of thing, you don't have to be a pastor, you don't have to be a, a priest or whatever. It can be anything. I think ultimately, the way I see why I do, I don't see like this is ministry time or, you know, worship, whatever, and then during the week, I'm just a normal guy. It's throughout my entire life, that's what, it's all, all of it is, whether I'm visiting family, whether it's in the workplace, we're always image, an image bearer for God, and um, there's no, like, on-off switch. It might feel as though we're in that place sometimes, but ultimately, that's kind of the truth, really. We're, it's always on, and um, so, yeah, I think for me, like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, working nine till five. It could be being a good parent. That's what it could look like. It could be we are helping somebody on the street as we get prompted to do to do so. And um, yeah, I think it shows up in all different areas really. But ultimately, it's also yeah, like asking for God for that that clarity and that vision and the energy and the the guidance to do that really. Um, does that answer the question? Or it's dig deeper it's if you want. Yeah, and I think we, you know we've you know you look at Genesis, you look at the start of Genesis and see actually, even before sin comes into the world, that we're called to tend the garden, we're called to work. And I think that that's, you know, something that we, you know, often it can be, especially if you're in, you know, the, you feel like, this is hard work. Actually, well, the Bible makes it clear that because of the effects of sin, work is going to be hard now. Um, that's one of the things that happens. But actually, that sense of before, before the, the sin comes into the world, we're called to work. And although we don't know what our eternal work, you know, actually there's a sense of that, 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 was, that was God's plan, was that we would work, and what that looks into eternity, um, who knows, we're going to be worshipping around the throne, but there's actually, there's something about that that is, um, even in our work, it's redemptive in its nature, and so that sense of actually we are, um, you know, as we come about, uh, you know, as, as you go into your workplace, as you serve, actually you're, you're getting to demonstrate, you, know, you talked about the image of God, and I think there's something powerful as we carry up going, I'm not just, this isn't just where I happen to be in my days. This is where God has placed me to be his image. And actually, as I, you know, as we believe that the kingdom is coming, it's not yet fully realized. Actually, there's something about our work that's redemptive. And so I think that that's something that, you know, almost like, actually, how can I bring the kingdom into whatever my setting is? Yeah, that, that's it. And I think ultimately, our work is a way of, of serving and washing the hands and feet of people that are in our communities and we can, that might cultivate various conversations, it, it may not, it might be your character, anything really. And yeah, I think it's, it's very important ultimately, you know, God's given us these, these gifts to be able to, to use at the end of the day. And I think it's up to us to like unlock our potential with that and to, to, um, to press into what, what is um, that is on our heart basically to work. And yeah, I think it's also very satisfying, it's rewarding, it can be very challenging as well. I think there's, there's no um, um, joking with that. But um, yeah, there's like a, that, there's a quote where it's like, it's better for a man to dig a hole and then fill it in by the end of the day to, no, to do nothing, basically. Because there's something, like you say, redemptive and rewarding about doing honest, good work. Um, because, yeah, that's kind of like why we're here, to, 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 to till the, um, the fields of, of life kind of thing. 
And um, yeah, and ultimately, like, you know, if I had all the leisure time in the world, I think I'd go, go crazy as well. <laughs> I don't yes. think that'd be good for me anyway. But um, even my, some of my family have, have been um, unemployed for, for various many years. And, you know, what I've been doing with them is like trying to work with them on that and um, to, to pray with them or to pray for them if they're not really wanting that. And um, yeah, so it can show up in many different ways, really. And um, whatever season we're in, it's about, yeah, trying to um, yeah, approach, approach that in however that, um, however led really, and, or getting good counsel or reaching out if we're in a place of, of need and challenge and being honest with that as well. Um, yeah. My final question, it's the big one, but um, the sort of, I guess, what would you, as someone who's been on that journey of trying to discover what, where God is placing you and what, what is, you know, what has God given you in my, you know, what's, what's God, the gifts and skills and time that God has given you. What would you say to people who were struggling either in a job and struggling to actually, how is God using me? Or maybe actually not, you know, working out, how do I spend my time or feeling unfilled with how God is using them? What, what would you say? That's a big question, I realize. I didn't tell him this one, so I'll just drop this one on. Help. Uh. <laughs> no, I, th I think really, um, there's various different ways to approach that question. I think ultimately, we are in a, in a, in a fallen world. I think, you know, we are here to not necessarily have a comfortable life. And trust me, for me, I've been through many, many very uncomfortable situations. And the, what's pulled me out is kind of having that bigger perspective of where this is going and that, you know, Jesus died in a day and took on all that for, for us. And if he can do that, then I can do this in this, in this life for me, really. It's, it's, that can be really difficult to get our head around, but it's kind of like having that sometimes, that solitude, that time alone to think about that and to process that. And ultimately, we, are, we do go through seasons as well. There is, that will come to an end, whether in this life or the next. And, you know, I think it's, it's, a very, it's very challenging. But I, my encouragement would be to, to, how to how we can frame that and how that test ultimately can bear fruit uh, later in life, because some of, I mean, to be totally honest, like some of my most difficult seasons have helped me get to, to the next level in business. Um, I wouldn't be here where I am today if it was just all easy, plain sailing. Um, when when you've got to dig deep, you really get those new revelations and new understanding, understandings and um, and lessons really. And um, yeah, it, it can be hard, but also if we look back on our life then we can see that there are seasons of, of challenge and of joy as well. And it's also important that when you do get to the good times, to smell the roses a bit as well and to give, give thanks. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's, it's a tough question. And um, but yeah, I think ultimately, if we realize that you know, we are children of God and we're saved, that's kind of the main thing. This little slither of life here in, in the world is, is but a, a blink of the eye in, in the eye of eternity. And um, although it's hard in this life to see that, I think if we can really understand that, um, or even if we just, a lot of the times we tend to compare ourselves to the highest common denominator as well, I find, in terms of comparison. And there's that saying, isn't there, which is comparison is the thief of joy. And if we were to look at people in other parts of the world, perhaps where, because if we were honest, like here, um, we've got, there's plenty, even people who aren't doing well in this particular situation, in this part of the world, I suppose, relative to other parts of the world, have absolute abundance. And um, we're here free today to, to worship, to talk, and to, to enjoy fellowship. 
but there, there are war zones and everything else that around the world, which is tragedy. But it's trying to have that sense of perspective, isn't it? And um, yeah, even I oh, can bring it to a close in a second. Even when um, you know, five years ago or something, I, I was um, in the world of business. Um, you know, it can be some huge highs and some huge lows as well. And there were various months where you know didn't, the, the amount of money was bringing wasn't even covering the rent and stuff. I was like, man, this is this is pretty tough, really. And I just had to kind of just like just dig deep, really, and just go right. What's next? What's the next step in front of me that I can take? Instead of looking to the future, it was all right. What's in the here and now that I can do? And um, persevere from there, really. And um, yeah, ultimately, it's it's been honest with God and pouring out a heart as well, and um, praying bold prayers. Um, you know, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to it, and um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I'm not sure that answers a bit of the question. Hopefully, that's that's got something from that. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, thank you. And, and it's great just to hear. And, and, and what in a moment we're going um, we're, we're to go into time of worship, but also we're just going to spend some time um, just giving opportunity for, for people to, for, for God to, to minister to us and to, well, would love to pray because we realize that actually for, for people, there, there are many different struggles. For those who are um, maybe in really difficult work situations, there might be people who are, you know, who are desperate to work but unable to, maybe people who are not working and just trying to work out, well, how is God using me in this season? And, uh, and we would love to pray with you because what we want is that sense of, you know, we're not going to say you're going to get up every day and love what you do. Like this, that's, you know, the, life is sometimes hard. And, um, but actually that sense of knowing that you're in the place that God has called you to and knowing that God has given you gifts and abilities in whatever season of life you're in is the thing that anchors you and says, no, God, I know you're using me. And, and even sometimes I know how you are, even when it feels like, my, does anyone know I'm a, noticed? I'm, I'm a Christian, does everyone know? You know? Does my church know how hard I'm finding it? Does the workplace know that I'm even, even trying to be obedient to Jesus? And, do, um, you know, actually, there was mo- even in those moments, we don't know what God is doing uh, behind the scenes and how he is working things for his glory. And so we're going to pray. Um, I'd love the band to join me. And, and I'd love you just to stand up if you're able, because I'd love to pray for Luke and his, yeah, that first, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Give Luke a round of applause. It's great to have him here with us. Thank you, mate. Yes, Father, and we do. Let, let's lift our hands up. Let's, let's stretch out our arms if you're able to, Luke. And Lord, I thank you for this man. I thank you for his heart to serve you. I thank you for his story of, you, you, of saving him. Lord, I thank you for the grace that he's experienced. And I just thank you for his heart now to live for your glory. And I just pray you would come and, uh, and fill him afresh with your spirit. Equip him. For all, even all that you walk into tomorrow morning, you know, you go before him, you hem in him on every side, and Lord, I pray you would go before him. And Lord, I pray that even as he, as he works and does, does these, all that he does in his business, I pray that you will be glorified, that through Luke and his business and through his work, your name will be lifted high in this city. People would come to know you through the work that this man does. Bless what he turns his hand to. I pray a blessing over his, his company. Lord, that you would bless him in this season. And Lord, equip him for all you've got for him. Speak to him. What is the next step you're calling him to? Come and fill him now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give him a round of applause again. Thank you so much.